The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Baby, listen, you got this all wrong. Those trees were born to be Christmas trees. They're fulfilling their life purpose by, by making people happy. Really? Yes. Yes, and uh, uh, the trees are happy too, because for most of them, it's their only chance to see New York. Welcome to Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. And today is going to be a little bit more of the same, but still a little bit different in what we're doing. My name is Brian, and as typically the co-host, I am leading the charge in the first episode of Season 3! Who's three, three, pumped three, for three, it? Three, 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 three. Who's ready for the hat trick? Oh, the hat trick season. <laughs> I like that. Get your octopuses ready to throw on the ice, baby. Season 3. What does that mean? We're going all the way. I know what it means. Hey, John, that's a good That's a good reference. Don't tell him. Thanks. Don't tell him. Is that an Admiral's thing? Okay. Oh, no. my God. I've been to precisely one hockey game in my life. <laughs> so it's a hockey thing. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should hope you're not just sucking octopuses onto the ice for funsies. That's just cruel, man. That'd be weird. They have three brains, Brian. They'll feel everything. Is it an old boy reference? No, it's a Detroit no. Red Wings thing. Detroit, notorious seafood town, loves chucking octopuses onto the ice. That's just weird. There's a reason, right? I mean, I assume there's one. Do I know what it is? No, <laughs> I I don't. Like, I, there's like why they do it though. Like, you like do something and it warrants octopuses thrown. Yeah, you get three, three goals in a game as a single player. Uh, it's for playoff wins. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, sure. playoff, playoff wins. So yeah. it's it's their manifest of bucks and six, but it's physical. Yeah, because you have you have to win eight games for the Stanley Cup, which no longer holds. I'm going to be real with you. It's some real Detroit logic. <laughs> D2 Royds. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to it. Where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm hosting. And we're yeah, kicking off. You're getting season back to three. it. You do it. We're back in... Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're back in the swing of things with our brand spanking new season. And we're kicking things off with a doozy. It's pandering week. And for those of you who are just tuning in, first off, why? It's been three seasons of this. But hey, we applaud your efforts. But typically, Chris runs the whole thing, and John and I are sidecars on the whole adventure. And for the next five weeks, hosting duties are going to go from me on Mondays, John on Wednesdays, Chris on Fridays, as we take you through our theme of the week. This week's, like I said, is Pandering Week, where we're going to cover all the shows we know you love in an attempt to gain a wider audience. Let's check in with the coast. Okay, I'd like to uh, kick this off with a little... I came up with a little uh, theme song. Is there an acronym to remembering what the weeks are? Uh, no, 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 no. It's a little theme song for this week. This week's theme. And it's... Uh, you, you just gotta think it to the tune of uh, Motorin. And it's... We're pandering! And that's as far as I got. Wait, wait what's the tune to again? Motorin. Motorin! Yeah, but it's pandering! What's your prize for flight 
Watch the shows you like. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. We Thanks, got there. We yeah. got there. Yeah. We all know this song and this tune. <laughs> you know Motorin. <laughs> I don't know Motorin. No, you absolutely you know Motorin. Who knows Motorin? Everyone knows Motorin. Although I will say, it, it I, I did have an experience with my fiance where we were in the car and uh, I was singing Pour Some Sugar On Me. And she was like, I've never heard this song before. And I'm like, no, you must have heard this song before. You must have. It's a Night Ranger song. And it's it's actually not called Motor and it's called Sister Christian. Oh, yeah. If if I play the song on my phone real quick, can we avoid the copyright if Chris pulls out the old randomizer tune to play over? No, it's, no. Funnier, it's funnier with you being clueless. So, Sis, you, Brian, this intro. Sister Christian, now your time has come. No, nothing. And you know that you're the only one. Nothing. You've watched more Power Rangers than everyone, and you don't know about the Night Ranger? I Wait, you think I've watched more Power Rangers than Chris? It's probably, it's probably I'm gonna be real with you. It's probably one or two of you guys. By the way, did you guys know that show was non-union and they just like fucked up actors for like five hundred dollars a week? I think I did know that. I think that isn't that part of the reason why they film it in uh New Zealand now? They sold it to Hasbro who's yeah. trying to remedy the issues that they have with that show. Oh, well. huh. There are some Power Ranger Christmas episodes that uh, are allegedly pretty wild that I do not recall seeing as a child uh, that I someday will cover on this podcast. Season 8? I just don't know that I'm going to mentally be able to watch it because I just know people are getting like maimed for 40 bucks. Hands. <laughs> like, just... Merry Christmas. You got hands for Christmas. <laughs> but i'm doing good brian i'm doing great okay i'm yeah, glad yeah. to hear it, chris what about you john are you also doing well oh lord i'm i'm just having a great time ready to yeah. move into the season where everyone's celebrating christmas too early john you know this is our third season and you know we've got the shtick where chris is full-hearted into christmas i'm kind of in the middle and then you're anti uh in the three years that we've been doing this do you feel any differently about the holiday have you has your perception been changed or are you still a curmudgeon until the day you die has it gotten any easier it gets, <laughs> oh i don't like i don't like i don't hate the actual like act of christmasing as much anymore i'm like less annoyed by having to deal with it as i get more and more like adult and have more adult fun things to do on christmas but i truly hate that every store you walk into starting on like october 10th is like close enough we need them sales give me them sales we're in the quarter we were in costco in late august and saw just bundles of christmas ribbon just in bulk that you could buy it was it was like the only christmas thing they had out but it's like oh this is the beginning of the avalanche it's on the precipice yeah it's it's creeping so far back it's getting into designated being weird about america time for people <laughs> which is basically the entirety of summer so now we're gonna be you're gonna mix the being weird about christmas people with the being weird about america people which i think are the same people to be completely honest with you it's a lot of overlap it's gonna be a hodgepodge and then we're gonna end up with people who believe that santa claus won the war of independence well you know uh, <laughs> you'll find a lot of people who believe that santa claus and uncle sam are really just the same person so take the santa pill 
Well, you know, ones on diet pills that were sold to him by a multi-level marketing program. <laughs> How did those reindeer fly? They're being carried by bald eagles. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best explanation ever. The North Pole is actually in the only true patriot state left Montana. No, Alaska. Alaska would be. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Higher a, up there. It's a nor- it's a northern it's a northern Alaska. Right. Right. Yeah. We're in a constant war against the Canadians for it. No, oh, obviously. Right. It's yeah. why it's why the border's closed, as a matter of fact. Do you know how the Cold War ended? Because Santa could see Russia from his back door and he was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> he called up Gorbachev. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into the bit where that conversation takes Mr. place. <laughs> Mr. Gorb- <laughs> just, Mr. Gorbachev. Ho 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 that wall. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, pandering week, boys. Pandering how are you? How, how are you planning on pandering to uh, uh, to gain a wider audience? What's your gonna? What's your play gonna be? I'm gonna tag friends. Hashtag friends in my post about it, and I might even hit up Jennifer Aniston too <laughs> when we post the episode. Jennifer Aniston's DMs. Get that Insta game going. No, I'm I'm an honest man. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you know your limits there, because Lord knows Jennifer Aniston would just be about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. We're not talking about season one Gilmore Girls, okay? <laughs> this is Jennifer Aniston. I'm gonna tweet about how woke we are for watching non-PC show Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> how? Or I'm sorry, not how how unwoke we are. How? What is the right internet? How red-pilled we are for watching Seinfeld with. Uh, Kramer in it, whatever. I don't know. Something about how Jerry Seinfeld is right not to play college campuses anymore because they're too PC. And yeah, you, you you stand with him in that in that. Yeah, battle. him and my, him and Michael Richard. I'm on their side. <laughs> oh jeez, save it, save it, save it for Wednesday. <laughs> Pete Pete Davidson was on the same train where he's going to stop doing shows at college campuses because they were too uh, PC. Uh, and then he says, but they offered me a shitload of money, so I start doing them again. Yeah, that's what an adult would do. Yeah. Get fucking paid. That's what an American capitalist would do. Just make your audience and then sign NDAs before they can enter the facility. That's uh, I believe that's a, the other part of the Pete Davidson story. I bit my tongue to- so hard about uh, Jerry S- making a joke about Jerry Seinfeld not going to college campuses, but, you know, you all have Google. <laughs> Maybe just Google Jerry Seinfeld girlfriend. Maybe see how old that girlfriend was. Oh, boy. Just some ideas. Just some ideas. Oh, God. To start off your holiday season right. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to get sued, but I'm not going to stop you from Googling either. Just maybe just maybe type in Jerry Seinfeld to Wikipedia and just click on that personal life section <laughs> and just see see what kind of tidbits might be in there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why he's afraid to go to college campuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh brian learned my, my grandmother today. gave me for my birthday the jerry seinfeld autobiography called is this anything <laughs> and nana if you're listening i have not gotten to it yet <laughs> hey man i don't i think really is probably the most the only repugnant person in pandering week and people still love that show well people went ape shit for comedians and cars yeah Here's a Christmas story for you related to books. My sister gave me one of Jim Gaffigan's books for Christmas a few years ago, which... Oh, that man goes down in public image. I'm going to be heartbroken. I'm not here to disparage 
Jim Gaffigan in any way. But that is the biggest cash grab I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life because it is literally just his stand-up sets written down because it's all about food. So it's just all of his food jokes in written form. The, the chapters are like two and a half pages max. And like I'm just like, oh, okay. I, like I've already heard all this because I've listened to your stand-up before. So Did you still laugh? I mean, I don't know. There was some, I think there were like, there were some fun tidbits about like, you know, he has a lot of family in Wisconsin or his wife has a lot of family. So he comes here a lot. So he had some nice things to say about Culver's. Yeah. But did I laugh? I don't think so. Cause again, I've like heard most of the jokes before. Okay. I mean, you have, when you have like what, 78 kids and you live in New York, that's, and you're highly religious. You got to make some cash grabs, man. Catholic yeah. I mean, I'm like. I'm just like, oh, okay, this is what this is. Like, I was a little disappointed at first, but once you realize, like, okay, I, I get, like, I guess I'm not getting any new insights here, but maybe that's, maybe that's more on me for, for expecting that. I don't, yeah, I don't know that Jim Gaffigan's really going to give you a revolutionary of comedy. I think he, he knows what he does. He sells what he sells. Uh, yeah. He's the deli sandwich of comedians. You know it's always there, and you're going to have a good time. Yes. <laughs> is it is it Jeff Dunham, the airport sandwich of comedians? No. <laughs> Jeff Dunham is the Arby's of comedians. <laughs> no, it's an airport sandwich, man. Costs a lot of money and it's just horrific. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you put it that way. Jim Jim Gaffigan is a just a just yeah, like a nice deli counter sandwich. It's very mainstream. Everyone's yeah. had, had a lot of it and it's never gonna disappoint. It's never gonna wow. No, but, no, 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 no. It's going to satisfy. You can put on Beyond the Pale for your grandma. You can give your grandma a deli sandwich. Yes, you can. No, that's, or, yeah, that's... Oh, fuck. No, no. Whoa. <laughs> what did I just do? Oh, there he's, there oh, wow. he's back. Wow, wow. I think I hit the refresh wow. button. Leadership. <laughs> calling, calling this leadership of this episode into question a lot. Sorry for derailing the podcast by talking about sandwiches, man. Brian had to jump off the call to practice his uh, Jim Gaffigan uh, audience voice impression. And, That's right. Uh, wow. Are they still talking about Jim Gaffigan? Stop I it. thought this was pandering week. It's been a 10-minute Jim Gaffigan bet. I feel excluded. I, I, I thought the Chris guy was going to say what show he watched. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out on Friday. The long-haired one who looks unwashed keeps calling keeps calling my favorite celebrities bad names <laughs> maybe he has long hair i don't know it's an audio format <laughs> he sounds he sounds like he does though <laughs> i can oh, i, I can hear the he dirt on him <laughs> is this gonna be our year of jim gaffigan are we gonna watch the show gaffigan <laughs> that has a christmas episode so yeah, far probably he's right? got it yeah. he's catholic yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. We need we need to stop talking about other shows. We need to start talking about this. Show. Chris, what show are you watching? And then Brian, lead us into fucking Friends. Oh, do I need to also say that we're ending the week by doing The Office? We're doing. We're doing... There it is. Yeah, that's exactly what we're getting to. We're doing Great. The okay. Yep. We're doing right, The cool. Office. Cool, that's cool, cool, cool. culminating. Cool. Yep. Two shows I hate. One show I'm insouciant to. Great week for John. <laughs> <laughs> god can you feel the excitement from this group we're oh, doing god. this for you we're doing we're actually not even doing 
we're not even doing this for you. We're doing this for the new people who might listen because we need those clicks. We yeah, need those sure. clicks. Remember, remember our Yuletide TV pyramid scheme, which is you yes. share it with two friends, and then they share it with two friends, and then we'd have almost six people listening to this. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Friends. It's the one where Rachel quit, and it's season three, episode ten. Are you guys ready to kick off Pandering Week? Pander to me, baby. I said, are you guys ready to kick off Pandering? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Let's, I feel like we're just going to spend the whole show trying to talk about anything other than our pandering show. No, we'll do it. I, I have thoughts about right. friends that I want to we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We're all like Cameron Fry and Ferris Bueller's Day Off as he's sitting in his driveway. We all do have depression. <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you haven't watched friends first off dog bless you second off here's what happens in the episode ross and chandler are coming home from a tennis game uh, where they're playing one another and in a demonstration to chandler as to why he sucks ross backhands a little girl selling christmas cookies for her girl scout troop adjacent fundraising drive she's trying to go to space camp and she gets her leg broken, which makes Ross feel really bad. So he goes over to her place, which apparently is in the same building, but socioeconomically way worse off than they are. I, who, fuck, whatever. So he feels bad. He's going to say, hey, I'm going to sell your Girl Scout cookies for you. I'm going to try and reach your goal of 400 boxes. And we're going to get you to space camp. Meanwhile, Joey and Phoebe... Uh, are going through Joey's job at the Christmas tree selling place and Phoebe feels like it's just a little disingenuous to be selling trees, especially if they're just going to die. And Joey tries to tell her, hey man, they're just living up to their full potential, even if they're going to get thrown in the mulcher. Eventually Chandler, Joey, conjole Rachel, who's still working at the coffee shop, into quitting her job under the guise of, you need the fear of being jobless to go after the things you really want to do. So she quits. She hates her life for a bit because she can't find anything, even though it's been like a week. And we all know it takes six months tops, not tops, six to 12 months to find a job. But she eventually gets one and then everything works out in the end. Ross does not sell enough cookies. He gets muscled out by another girl in the troop. So his little helper is not going to space camp, but in a surprising twist, Ross and Chandler do a very sweet thing by the end of the episode when they create space camp in their own apartment, which seems creepy. There's a lot of things creepy about this episode, but that pretty much sums it up. Wouldn't you boys agree? Yeah, I think first I'd like to preface this by saying that Brian told us before this episode started that this was the shortest summary he'd ever written, which I... Yeah, I start going off script, didn't I? <laughs> he went long. Yeah. <laughs> It's still not as long as Justified. But probably, no, probably not as long as Justified. <laughs> that was a long one. Yeah, it was weird that you made us do a table read for Justified. I did, I did like getting to be Walt Goggins, though. Rayland Givens. <laughs> Are your teeth as white? <laughs> I think, you know, the, the one thing that maybe was glossed over in the summary is uh, you might be asking yourself, hey, why'd you guys start with this episode? Doesn't sound like there's much Christmas in it. And uh, I mean, you mentioned the Christmas the Christmas tree selling. 
and the the whole purpose is to fulfill their Christmas destiny, as they say to Phoebe. Although I do quite enjoy Chandler's line, or it's either Chandler or Joey, where someone was like, "Plus, it's their only chance to see the city." Like, they, like, <laughs> they, I yeah, it's I don't know. There's not a lot to this episode. No, it is not a particularly memorable Friends episode in general. It really isn't. Did you, did either of you guys like grow up on Friends at all? I I did, and I I've always been a little quieter with the Friends hate, but I think this episode is a really good example of why people do hate on Friends, <laughs> especially Ross, because he is like legitimate like sociopath in this episode <laughs> in a number of ways. I uh, I didn't grow up on Friends. I had old parents, and I've I always remembered as a little baby child thinking the intro was hype and then the show was boring the show is very forgettable until paul rudd comes into play and then it's just paul rudd and that's basically hey, burt reynolds man eh. here here's like i i didn't pick up on friends until i was like really kind of in college like i knew it existed and i knew people liked it i didn't realize how popular it was and how much people enjoyed it until i think my mom watched the finale but who even knows and uh like, I, I get all the friends kind of have, like, their shtick. And here's my thing after watching this episode. Was Rachel portrayed as too dumb when she was working in the coffee shop? Like, I don't see how she was portrayed as that dumb. And then, I, like, she, she becomes successful in the fashion industry, right? I think she's just lazy and, like, not... She doesn't want to be there, so she's not trying. Well, she's... She's portrayed, I mean, she enters the show running away from her wedding, and she kind of has this life set up for her, which is where she is going to be, she comes from a very wealthy family, she's going to marry a very wealthy man, she's not going to need to work, she's going to have everything provided for her, and so kind of the spark of the show is she comes in and starts fending for herself, and with this episode where you're in the third season, I think this is where they're finally like, oh... It's been two and a half years and we haven't done anything with this character that we said was going to kind of start making it on her own. And yet she's still like waiting, waiting tables at a coffee shop. Right, right. But the whole shtick of this episode is like, yeah, she needs to be retrained on her job, which she's been doing for two and a half years. And she's still making like awful coffee because she doesn't get it. And to John's point, yeah, she's kind of disinterested in what she's doing. But like there's also... I think just kind of like an idiocy to it as well. And maybe I'm being too hard, but like, that's just kind of always how Rachel came off to me. No, she's like smart. Cause she's like, she's like offended. Yeah, that no. She's just going to be making coffee at her new job. I think they use like the space of like the dumb character on Phoebe. I think, well, and just to, she's a silly character though. I, I think to, yeah. I mean, or Joey, Joey's, jo- Joey's the dumb Joey. one, but, but Rachel, I think, what you, what you're getting after Brian is one you you have Rachel goes kind of on this rant where she quits where she's like I don't care where the decaf is I don't care you know where to put the trays so there's that disinterest but I think the other part that is illustrated there is that Gunther her manager who appears throughout the series also like just lets her get away with a lot of like doesn't correct her so like she is okay. she, she's not dumb she just hasn't been no one is teaching her the right way because they're just kind of like, oh, he has a crush on her and so doesn't 
you know, say a crush on bad. her in in a not cute or nice way. No, not particularly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I would say the problematic parts of the episode. If we're looking for like stuff to make fun of, if we're looking at problematic stuff of the episode, yeah, I think like we, we can find it pretty quickly. Yeah, by, I would just go by me... pointing at his at Ross. Yeah, Ross exists. Monica, the entire bit about Monica's character is like, oh man, this exceptionally conventionally attractive woman used to be fat. How about and, that? And had an, <laughs> had had what seems to be a, a fairly like serious eating disorder. Maybe that's not the right word to use there but yeah this whole idea of like oh she could not control herself around these cookies and isn't that funny yeah like no that's i don't know that's awful yeah that's... it's really weird yeah. yeah it's uh it's not well that's like and i i've I haven't watched a ton of friends uh but autumn likes it and will watch it on occasion and that seems to be like i i truly think that monica is like such a nothing character that they struggle to do stuff with her that it doesn't just overlap with like the growth of the Rachel character. So they're like, these are the only jokes we can make. And that apparently happens by season three already. So they're like, ah, she's got to fucking get married. I'm trying to, I'm trying to personally treat this as more of like a bottle episode for us, you know, and not really knowing what the rest of friends is, but it just kind of seems like the writers are like, Oh, that's funny. And people like this. So let's keep doing it and let's expand on it and let's exploit it. Let's like Ross. And it's just kind of like, ah, is that, mm, is that what you want to do? I just think, like, the issue that Friends will forever have going forward is that it is completely unrelatable television unless your life has gone as perfect as possible. <laughs> and also, you've never met a person of color. <laughs> in in New York City. The cultural yeah. melting pot of New York City. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. It's tough because, like, you know, Brian, something you said earlier... I was like, something really clicked in my head, which was, uh, you know, when we watched How I Met Your Mother, we talked about how we watched that in college. And I always watched that show with you being like, this is fine, but it's not that funny. Having watched Friends and thinking it was very funny. And so like now I kind of see like, oh, you having not watched Friends, because I feel like the humor is like somewhat similar. Yeah, And so, like, that makes more sense. Like, oh, why that show really appealed to you at that time? Because, like, you were, like, that that style of comedy and this setup of, like, young people in New York, like, wasn't, like, you hadn't already watched that. And so I think there's, I don't know, I think there's still some of the comedy can be very funny at times. I've, I think Matthew Perry and as, as Chandler can be a very funny character at times, but... I think again this this episode as you said Brian like taking it as its self like you know, I, like why would you watch more of this show <laughs> right <laughs> right why do I care about Phoebe's antics and why she feels physical pain when a tree is thrown in the mulcher they're the best part of the episode <laughs> they're the only part I liked yeah no easily the most palatable because it's the most inoffensive Maybe, I guess. Let's talk about Chandler's advice real quick. On You need the fear of not having a safety net of a job to go out and find your other job. I mean, I know some people that do abide by that advice. Chris Gethard is a very strong proponent of, like, his, mm -hmm. like, he talks about how he, like, was with his therapist and he was, like, kind of half doing comedy, half, like, still working these daytime jobs. And his therapist, like, pretty much told him, like, hey, like, if you really want to pursue this, like, quit your other jobs 
and like see like give yourself the impetus to like this is all you're doing and see if you can do it and so he's like a a big proponent of that philosophy like if you're in a rut I don't, I don't i think just in general like if you're like oh i'm trying to pursue my dream but i'm also like trying to like you know have my cake and eat it too so to speak he's like you know take that safety net out from under you and see if you can really make it doing what you really want to do like I, do you yeah. do you really love what you say you love enough to put everything on the line to do it i mean i'm a happier more like realized person without my safety net having to like refigure out life certainly as like a person i guess who's in the most similar to rachel spot thank you covid but uh like i mean it's also like i would not advise it if you have literally no safety net (laughs) yeah i i have a safety net uh rachel has a safety net if she did not have a safety net i would not advise going forward with uh just randomly quitting your job and hoping to land a a fashion position with no so quickly before christmas because you are you do not for most of us anyways we do not look like uh jennifer aniston speak for yourself yeah, I mean you're you're gonna achieve in those DMs, buddy. <laughs> and nor and really we don't uh we don't have the like luxury of just having someone who happens to know someone who works in the fashion industry. You know? Right. Or right. whatever industry you wanna work in probably. So. For some reason I just can't like I get the fact that it's a show and you've got, you know, plot points to get through in a certain amount of time. But for some reason it really bugged me that she was able to just like do a full job search in a week <laughs> for all these things. Like, no, you're getting a job at Christmas if you've already been through the second round and spoken with the next higher ups. I mean her family's rich dog. No, if you're doing first interview before Christmas, you ain't hearing back from them until after the new year. See, I think this is actually a great a great reception as to why I think Friends is but in whole, and this episode is also but, uh, is that if we just like we straight can't relate to this. Like I don't know, like <laughs> this is yeah. just like yeah. unrelatable. They, they, this show happened, I think, idealizing the time in the '90s where you could be like a part-time barista and afford an apartment, right? And like be like, I'm pursuing my dreams in art. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, it's all before the dot-com crash. Well, yeah, to your like point. Before, before the recession. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing in here, and again, we're we're, you know, we're on the the tail end of our 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 twenties, and you know these, Shh. this is, you know, we're too young for, to be the target audience when the show is on the air, and we're too old now to be like, oh yeah, this is what life is like. But yeah, in this instance, it's like, you know, between the trying to help a girl achieve her cookie sale dreams and you know working that part-time job as a struggling actor and uh trying to quit and find a new job i think we're all not exactly in those positions in our life no i, I, I don't i, don't I mean I'm, so. I'm job hunting but that's like a whole different that's a whole different game for me yeah <laughs> i would watch the episode with the with covid the gangs lot the gangs are not the gang that's it's always the one don't tell me <laughs> the gangs be, in quarantine <laughs> yeah it'd be the one where everyone's in core yeah the big core the fair big enough core. uh the reason i picked this pandering uh thing uh this episode for pandering week is because my wife is a big friends fan should i call her in to see if she's got any takes 
Yeah, sure. I, I love, mean, I is this a pre, is this a pre-planned bit? It's I not. I mean, yeah. if you think she's going to have some takes, sure. I mean, well, we'll I, feel, I feel like I don't feel like we're reaching that hard, but yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. April. April. No. We're, oh, maybe. I don't think she's coming. That's okay. I wouldn't <laughs> I either. That's, I think that's fine. I think that's okay. That's okay. I think the the more fucked up part of the episode, by the way, is that they help this girl out, and then they probably give her like one of the probably the coolest night of her hyper impoverished life and then they also and then she never appears again <laughs> yeah it really kind of felt like they were punching down a little bit not okay maybe not punching down but like really laying it on thick well i so this is the one place i was going to give the episode credit for which is they were ahead of the curve on pushing women into stem careers because <laughs> they were really supporting this little girl's dream of going to space camp even though her dad's gambled too much (laughs) (laughs) just loves to fucking play the horses man also did you uh stick around for the credits and see who that little girl was i did not may whitman otherwise known as her 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 i didn't see her get a hard-boiled egg with some mayonnaise (laughs) (laughs) uh that was probably like right around the time i i'd be curious to like see her look up her filmography because she was also in independence day so i'm like this is probably like right after independence day or right around the same time oh yeah look at that that's may whitman this was her friend dependence day (laughs) oh boy oh boy Well, the nice thing about this episode was that at least it was Christmassy. They were throwing it in there a decent amount. Yeah. No? No. I thought so. I thought yeah. that. I mean, There's a whole side plot about Christmas yeah, the, trees. The B plot is, I don't know, maybe the C plot is about Christmas. There's decorations. Certainly not the A plot. Yeah, this is not the, the yeah, the, the A plot. Well, I don't even know what the A plot is. I think the A plot is Ross. The, the A plot, plot is, is Ross. B plot is okay, Rachel. B plot, yeah, yeah, Rachel. C plot. So the C plot. plot yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. a plot's a plot's Christmas too. A plot is Ish. not. No, it is not. <laughs> it's a Christmas cookie sale. The, well, they mentioned they have some Christmas themed cookies, but the, it is not. They could have tied that in so much better of like giving this girl a great Christmas gift, but they're just like, no, this is about your Girl Scout knockoff cookie sale thing, and that's it. Do you think they tried to secure? getting the like sponsorship from like the girl scouts of america i don't think so i could not or do you think they just were like fuck it we ain't paying anybody anything yeah Yeah. because (laughs) i I feel like you don't really see girl scouts at all in the media like it's always a knockoff maybe they're just hard to work with i mean could be or it's like the brand association like i don't know that the girl scouts would necessarily want to be associated with a a show about 20 20 year olds sleeping around with a bunch of people in new york friends is not a dirty show friends is no it's not but it's i mean that's what the show is about it's about a bunch of single people in their 20s sleeping around in new york like they're fucking growing as people everyone's gotta fuck chris everyone's gotta fuck i'm not saying i'm not saying they don't we are a sex pause pod people cactuses Whatever you want, we're positive about it. Yeah. Well, within reason. With yeah. With. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? 
Wheats and Sweets does not support bestiality. Yeah, I guess we should, because I've, I've been negative on it. What is, but what was the part of this episode that you enjoyed? I already said mine. Women in STEM. Women in STEM for Chris. John, what about you? Selling cookies to stone kids. Selling, <laughs> oh, there you go. That tracks. And... That was pretty good. I would have been pretty hype about Cookie Dude. I would have probably thought he was, like, up to no good. I want to know how he secured how he secured the payment for that because like if you've ever ordered Girl Scout cookies like it's kind of an honor system so to speak where it's like you mark down you're like I'll take three Thin Mints and then they're like okay I'll see you in two months make sure you have a check to pay for it it's like I don't I don't know how much payout he's getting on yeah. those college kids uh, it had to been a lot like it's like when you go to the grocery store and the Girl Scouts have their little table set up that's that's yeah, true yeah there's still petty cash. You give them your twenty, you get your four boxes, you move on with your day, and then you eat them in it, and you eat them promptly when you get home, and then you cry <laughs> about what you've just done. Right, and the whole drive too. You're just thinking about how you're gonna throw the thin mints in the freezer this time. You're, it's gonna make it all the way there. I go four Samoas. Oof, I do four caramel delights. Thin thin mints, and then the. They call them dosy dos where I come from, but the peanut butter peanut butter sandwich cookie. The peanut butter sandwich. Not not the patty. Like the... the it's like the peanut butter cookie with the peanut butter cream, but not the Yeah. Yeah. Shortbread for me. The shortbread is underrated. I don't mind the shortbread. It really is. Uh yeah, shortbread with uh lemon frosting too. I've i I've never heard more consistently wrong takes than I've done the podcast <laughs> with you for this long. It is caramel delights, thin mints, and the rest get fired into the sun. This is this is Brian's <laughs> Thanksgiving dishes debacle all over again. Oh God! I just I, I, I just feel like you guys have very avant-garde takes on it. Like I, apparently I've learned something about Brian, and that's he's having like delightful tea parties, <laughs> just being like, I need my shortbread. And what's wrong with that, John? Not I will not judge. The I only thing that's wrong is that we haven't been invited. That's, yeah, I, mean, I guess that's yeah, what fair, I'm mostly. Fair. I'm mostly upset that we haven't had that we didn't have a fancy pee party in the park when we were in Salt. Well, hey, I might be having a girl in a few days, so you know, fuck. I might invite you guys over for you know tea time, or if it's a boy, I might invite you over for tea time. Yeah, Do you, you like know. how fast I backtracked that answer? That was good. good that was smooth. Yeah, we're learning. Big we're big learning. We we're we're evolving. <laughs> we're at a difficult we're at a difficult time. We are the last right. generation to grow up in a world that is just wildly unwoke. Have to adjust yeah. quickly. People in our age group don't have a Friends or an equivalent sitcom. All we Thank have God. are podcasts about pop culture bullshit nobody else cares about. So this is it, and we get to evolve. Yeah, we. You get to like watch. You get to enjoy one show a year, and then you listen to all the accessory media about that one show. You watch all the YouTube breakdowns per episode about the Easter eggs and hidden meanings of every Rick and Morty episode. Then you yeah. move on. I had to stop doing that. I went too far down that rabbit hole with all the Marvel TV shows. It's too. It's just bullshit. Some of some of it is very well done and like thought out and and interesting. And sometimes you're just like, I watched one when the when the Spider Man trailer came out a couple months ago, and I was just like, dude, like you're missing some very obvious things here, and you're making up a lot of shit that I'm yeah. n- not not into. Yeah. I listened. I listened to one today about a a band I enjoy, 
and they were like the guy had an incredible voice and an incredible sound setup and it was like very good at editing and i'm like oh like and it just took my brain like 10 minutes to register that he was just saying complete fucking nonsense (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i was just like man a smooth voice goes so far i was just like this is the word like this is the dumbest fucking video and it had like eight hundred thousand views that's why you need and that's why you need to share a podcast with two of your friends exactly and they'll share with two of their friends and then you all start a podcast below us about our podcast yeah about our podcast it's a reaction podcast yeah yeah (laughs) we won't tell you canceled tell us tell us about our takes so <laughs> yuletide takes there you go you can have that for free well you know when every podcast gets big enough they'll always start like the fans will always hate one co-host on reddit who do you think it would be <whistles> it's me <laughs> no it's me i'm too bland <laughs> no that's that's what makes you immune to it that's why i'm the host because no one i mean everybody nobody wait, i'm not gonna say everybody loves me but nobody hates me because i keep the show running I... <laughs> Speaking of keeping a show running, friends. Y'all want to wrap up some final judgments? Let's do it. God, please get friends out of my life for another 20 years. We, we've we talked around friends so damn much. Yeah. It's just it's just a nothing of an episode. I was going to hold on to this, but you also picked the wrong episode to do for Pandering Week. So. Sure. Uh, fuck if I know. For friends, there's, there's, I looked there's at my wife, who's friends. a friends aficionado in the household, and I was like, "Which which episode she did? Would you want? Which episode should we do?" And she's like, "Eh, holiday armadillo." Hot, sure. Next year. Next year. I mean, super pandering week. We got ten minutes on this Google Workspace, boys. <laughs> so let's do last some ten, final last judgments. Ten, last All right. Ten. Was this episode? And excuse me. A damn fine cup of coffee? Was it Folgers? Or was it Rat Piss? You can't you can't start the season by making up new judgments. This is yeah, the... sure, it's my thing. It's what I do. Fine. Consistent. Was it a Christmas classic? Was it a pair of socks? Or was it a lump of coal? Or oh. a damn fine cup of coffee? Folgers or Rat Piss? It's 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 bad. Yeah, I like, right? Yeah, it's it's a bad episode. Like I wouldn't, like I know people hold friends near and dear because I think when some millennials were growing up, the show was so culturally zeitgeisted that we've never developed the ability to think critically about it. But uh, it's dumb. It's a fucking dumb show, <laughs> and it's like not even just. It's like not even beyond just like like oh this this episode is like offensive, like it's a product of its time. Those were the jokes that were available. Fen Fen was still legal when this episode came out. No one was fat. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not fun to watch. It's not relatable. It's not a good time. It's a lump of coal. It's rat piss. It is rat piss on a lump of coal. Yeah. Chris, how do you follow that strong opinion? Yeah, I mean, I will say that as an episode, like as a sitcom episode of Friends it's probably a pair of socks, but as a Christmas episode, it's it's a hundred percent a lump of coal. Like you, oh yeah, like you're not gonna get any holiday feels out of this. Like we said, like the Christmas stuff is relegated to the C plot. Like Friends was never a Christmas show. It was Thanksgiving is where 
friends always shined and like if you were coming into this and being like oh like i didn't even know like friends really had christmas episodes it's because they don't really like the their their christmas episodes are like this it is you will see christmas decorations on set you will maybe have a mention of it it's just not what they do and that's fine but this is this is a lump of coal it's not fine do better total lump of coal you know i mean do not watch. Do not watch this. Do not start Do not your holiday this. season viewing by watching this. And if you have, we apologize. But That's why we did it for you. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, we've watched plenty of shows, you know, where it's a poor viewing of the series as a whole. And we're able to look past that to see, like, a better Christmas episode. This ain't it. It's just not. Don't watch it. Big this ain't it cool it's like not even it's 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 just bland it's like it's It's bad and bland and that's it is they forgot to season the ham (laughs) or the armadillo or i don't know whatever fucking friends relevant joke is they didn't cream the coffee (laughs) no they didn't (laughs) i assume there's a lot of coffee in this episode there is all right i'm letting go of my hosting duties i'm letting go john it's to you So, uh, are you guys excited for next week? I'm excited for two days from now. Okay, that's good, because in two days, I got some- I got some problems with you guys, and you're gonna hear about it! Because we're watching the- the the Seinfeld episode for Christmas. We're putting up a Festivus poll, and Brian- I'm gonna wrestle Brian until he dies. Yeah. Now that's what I call pandering, baby. Oh, yeah. It's Festivus for the rest of us. I like Seinfeld. I know I said bad things about Jerry Seinfeld, but the show's watchable. <laughs> so oh, this yeah. will be a better... We'll do better with that one, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I mean, I think it's all uphill from here. Well, it's all... It's all it's all going up. It's, it's uh, trending upwards from here. You know, we gotta start at the bottom to crawl our way to the top. Alright, well, join us on Wednesday, because we're gonna keep this pandering train rolling. Uh, we're gonna give you a little pre-thanksgiving treat with a little seinfeld up and then we'll be back on friday for your black friday special with a little office and uh yeah until then this is the start of the season welcome aboard we're going full steam ahead five weeks starts now so stay tuned lock in we got good stuff coming if you're liking what you're hearing if you want to help us get uh, off to a good start this year rate review subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it you can always reach out to us if you're like hey you guys should do a special episode about this christmas thing and we're like we don't have any time to do that but maybe we will email us yuletidetv at gmail.com reach out to us at yuletidetv instagram and twitter great places to reach us we're slowly uh like it's not something I pay a lot of attention to, but every now and then I'll be like, oh, we almost have 200 followers here. Oh, we almost have 300 followers here. So, you know, just keep following along with us. We do some fun stuff on there occasionally. I'll make my yearly appearance on Instagram and it'll get liked Ooh. by a lot of really weird accounts again. So yeah. be ready for that. If J- John, mm. John, I think we need to start getting that Christmas chilies trending now, uh, so we can. Yeah. That, was, that 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 post got a lot of interaction last year. So if you're traveling, send us your chilies pics. I've got a picture of chilies from the Minneapolis airport waiting in the wings. That's where mine was from. <laughs> I think it was from the same day we were traveling this last summer. <laughs> oh, rad.
I should have. Uh, I should have took one at O'Hare last time I was there. Oh. Chilies around the world. But I only do one thing when I'm at O'Hare, which is try to get out of O'Hare. Scream, cry until I'm out of O'Hare. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope your holiday travels, whatever they may be, go a little more smoothly than that. But we will catch you guys on Wednesday. As always, I've been Chris. I have been yawning. Ugh, or Brian. I'm John. Hey. I didn't have something to follow that with. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to play off with, you're like, no, I'm yawning. Um, oh, uh, oh, oh, that God. Good. Oh. Yeah. Now, oh. now, now we got to leave. Now we got to leave. God damn it. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive. God. Our bad on that one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.